This week in comedy, we catch up with comedian Keisha Brownie, who's assembled a hit squad of crowd killers for an all-star lineup streaming live from Brampton's Rose Theater. It's a comedy showcase to end a year where we all, quite honestly, could use a laugh. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to another week of Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide, worldwide on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you socially distance more clearly. I'm on the line with our producer, Vince Tedesco. How are you doing this week, buddy? What up? How are we doing? The year's almost done. The year's almost done. It's been like one big march. I feel like we just started doing these quarantine episodes and all of a sudden we're going to be doing like our new year's show again which boy did we ever poop the bed on our predictions on that one last year poop the bed is putting it nicely (laughs) yeah only because i'm not allowed to swear i would love to but and again i know we've referenced this before uh but psychic nikki out there if you're listening where were you (laughs) where were you on that one because last year it was all oh yeah this is going to be a Boom times in comedy. Very prosperous year for everyone. It just sounded like a Donald Trump speech, really. You want to bring her back? I say we bring her back. I kind of do. I kind of want to bring her back, Vince, and we'll just be like, explain. (laughs) (laughs) The year, Vince, listen, when we we recap season five and when we recap 2020 coming up here in the next few weeks, you know, it started off with a bang. It was a beautiful day. We were in the studio with Jim Gaffigan. This is going to be a great season. And then a couple months later, wow, here we are. The entire world (laughs) imploded on itself. But again, one thing, Vince, we've been pointing out every week during this whole insane year we've been in is that comedians are nothing but ingenuity. (laughs) However you want to. Ingenuitive? Resilient. They're resilient, I guess, would be the the best way to put that. Uh, Because, I mean, listen, we're in a time where festivals stopped and live shows stopped and all that but you know we've we've still had months and months worth of comics coming on and plugging albums specials podcasts digital shorts that they've shot now there's a lot of new live streaming specials coming out like comics have managed to work their way around this and keep themselves busy and sort of in a in a offshoot way sort of reinvent the industry a little bit yeah, that's the way it's gonna. It's gotta be essentially right now, and uh, and no better way to express your creative juices. Hashtag. <laughs> You're gonna just keep on going on this week. If there's if there's one thing that I could, you know, that maybe will hopefully goes away in 2021, it's maybe express your creative juices was a part of this year too. I don't know, Vince, uh, but we do have. Uh, speaking of comics pulling off these things during COVID, we have a very big showcase to wrap up the year on a nicer note. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And we're going to keep on using that slogan until there comes a time when there are live comedy shows again and there is physically a back row. 
still some exciting things happening in comedy, even though we're stuck in a very strange time right now. Live festivals might not be a thing, but comics are coming up with ways to put on big showcases and big live streaming shows that have been really taken over the industry for most of this year now. Uh, and of course, on the line, we have our old friend of the show, Keisha Brownie, who's doing just such a show. Keisha, first off, I always like to ask everybody, how are you doing? L- literally, how are you doing? Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you. Thank you again very much. Thank you for asking how I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing way better than I was the first time I, I, I had a chat with you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is the end. Oh, God, they're burning Bibles. What are we going to do? It was, uh, it was, it, I was very scared. Uh, now I'm probably still scared, but, you know, I mean, that's what wine is for, everyone. Just, you know, turn off the TV, have a drink, and keep creating, right? So that, I'm happy to that, be here. I'm doing great. That is totally true. And I think, yeah, last time we spoke to you was sort of, whatever phase we're in now but it was very early on and everything very shutting early. down yeah. and you know we yeah. ever, i think everybody in comedy and was sort of taking a step back going oh my god what's happening this is it forever <laughs> and i think yeah. and i mean of course your show so you have, you're doing another showcase you're doing stand-up stitches once again it's the holiday edition uh which yeah. is going to stream live from brampton's famous rose theater but again yeah last time we talked to you Comics were really just starting to sort of wrap their heads around this whole thing, and nobody had any idea how long this was going to be or how this would play out or what was going to happen. No and now, yeah. fast forward to months later and towards the tail end of this season, everybody we've talked to since, we've seen the industry kind of reconfigure itself. And comics right. especially, you know, it's it's you guys. It's the comics and the independent bookers and promoters who have really kept the industry floating in a way the network's we're, we're we're just going okay well we'll just stream digital content it's comics who have figured out here's how we still put on shows here's how we still do stand-up here's how we still reach out to an audience uh i think everybody has it, right you just, that, gotta, that just yeah it. i mean you gotta you learn know. to adapt right and that's so. the thing and for, for you so before putting on this show and before i mean you've been doing these live stream shows this year and you've been you know doing what you can like any other working comic right now how much of a how much of a culture shock, like how much of a transition was it at first going from being live on stage to all of a sudden oh my doing goodness. This stuff online? I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was a shock, you know, it was a, you'd have to shift. I mean, there were, there were good stuff and there were bad stuff. I mean, online comedy, again, you could wear jogging pants, right? Who's, who's really like, who, who's really dressing up for online, you know? <laughs> your girdle, stay a while. So there's definitely pros and cons to that. But um, yeah, it was very strange. I mean, and then there was a whole bunch of, there was that, that whole drive-in experience. A lot of comics were doing, I did one of them, a, a drive-in show where, you know, comics were performing in front of cars. And I'm like, yeah. It's, you know, I felt like, wow, this whole row has more bumper than me. What's going on? <laughs> different, man. And, sorry, I think I swore. Uh, anyway. <laughs> At least there, though, and I was watching some of that. Like, I was watching Dave Mirhaj posted a, a clip of doing one of those, and I mean... Yes, it's bizarre. So are the times we're living in. But at least in that scenario, I get it. Like you're, you can physically see people in front of you. Right. You know, you right. still have that element. Because the one thing I was always curious about, and I mean, luckily for me, I only do a radio show talking about comedy. I retired from the stage long before COVID was a thing. I got out at an excellent time. <laughs> I know, Dean. Why did you I, I do that? 
I don't know. I don't know what what I would be doing right now. If I, but the one thing I'm always curious about with all of all of the comics who have been sort of rolling with the punches and adapting to all this is, you know, one thing we all know very well is you might have your set chiseled in the back of your head. You might have your list for that night, depending on what the show is or where you right. are. But right. there's always that in the moment element of you're sort of pacing around in the green room and you go up on stage oh, yeah. and, you know, and there's that instant where every single room is different. Every crowd, every night is different. There's that instant where you, you, you feel the energy of the room and you sort of ride that wave and what you're about to say on stage might completely change in that moment based on whatever vibe you get from these people, whatever something yeah. that jumps out at you. And I guess Absolutely. you don't really like now here when you're doing a show like this, streaming from home, there, that element is definitely removed, right? Cause you're, you're going live and that's it, but there's no, you're not feeding there's off no contact, people. right? They're, like you yeah. said, there's no, there's no energy. There's a screen blocking that. And it's, uh, it can be challenging because, you know, you're just like a talking bubblehead. Might as well. <laughs> it's, that's not what I feel like on all, all these online shows. But I mean, still, it kind of, you know, it challenges yourself as an artist. Okay, well, let me, wh- what other ways can I be funny? What am I going to write about now? You know, it's, uh, you got to take it with strides, I guess, the good and the bad. Imagine after this year how good, how much better most working comics are going to be at commercial auditions after this, <laughs> right? Those I'm self tapes you. are going to be on point because everybody always oh hated doing those, but it's everybody's so now true. doing like, yeah, you're doing like stand up in front of a webcam for a year. Everybody's going to be just crushing those in the new year for sure. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. And of course, I'm gonna. So we're gonna get into the whole panel of 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 you. You have sort of a, a nice balanced selection of comics on this showcase yeah. so we'll get into it with all them and what they've been up to um i think the interesting thing is you for you putting on this show again and 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 booking your own showcase like this you're you're in a time right now where literally every comic is basically stuck at home yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of have your cream of the crop you can handpick whoever you want to work with right now it's so true um, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited because Stand Up Stitches is actually the only comedy show um, at the Rose Theater, a part of their virtual series. So, I mean, I'm delighted to be able to do this. And the thing with Stand Up Stitches is it's so it's live broadcasted. So the comics, we still go out to the theater, but there's no audience. So it's kind of like a late night show kind of flavor. I mean, you got the tech people, you got the comics who are supportive I mean, it beats online for me, but you kind of still want an audience, you know? Yeah, true. But you, different. You, yeah, it's different. But yeah, you still do at least get that 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 feeling and that aura of stepping out on stage, especially in a venue yeah. like the Rose Theater, which obviously so many comics have loved to play to over the years. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to get into it with the full panel and find out what Stand Up Stitch is all about and who this lineup of killers is. We'll be back with Keisha Brownie and company right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Carmen Lynch, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Wear them out! I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower, makes you talk a little lower about the things you could not show her, and it's been a long December. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. 
helping you live stream shows more clearly. I guess that one makes sense, right, Vince Tedesco? Sure, yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> Until live shows are a thing again. But they're kind they're semi-live shows are a thing again. Before the break, of course, we were talking to Keisha Brownie, who is bringing back stand-up sp- stitches uh, this December 19th at the Rose Theater in Brampton, which is a showcase right before the holidays of really just the creme de la creme of Canadian comedy. And, of course, the way it works is they will be performing live on stage, but because... We do have a little bit of a pandemic. There's a slight pandemic going on. So you can stream this show from home while the comics are on stage. Of course, we still have Keisha on the line with us, and we're joined by a couple of the comics from this upcoming show. We have Rebecca Reed. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're good. Everyone's just staying in our little bubbles and doing radio shows and comedy shows from our basement and, (laughs) you know, Keeping this, keeping this Canadian comedy industry chugging right along. Uh, and, of course, we also have Jay Martin on the line. How are you doing, man? How do you do, baby? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. Nice, crisp. You have a very nice, crisp phone line there, too, by the way, I must say. Compliments to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so we have Stand Up Stitches is coming up December 19th at the Rose Theater in Brampton. And, of course, Keisha has sort of assembled all of you. Uh, Ernie Vicente is on the lineup as well. He'll join us later on. Uh, but Keisha sort of put this whole thing together for you guys. I mean, I'm sure all of you as working comics, like Keisha was talking to us before the break, everybody has really had to figure out a way around this this year and figure out how do I still keep working? How do I still reach out to an audience? Obviously festivals aren't happening. And unless you happen to live in Alberta, live shows aren't happening. So people had to figure out how to just get out there and perform and be creative with it, like work within the constraints of what we're now dealing with. And I think like Keisha made a point before the break, you know, when all this first started back in March, comics were really just taken aback by it going like, this is it. Everything is shut down now. And now we come this far towards the end of the year and we're still sort of in the same situation. But now you look at this whole array of like live streaming festivals that have popped up and new series that comics have done and new, new shows that have existed this entire time that comics have really figured out a way how to work with this stuff. So now, and I mean, Keisha, I guess we'll go to you first on this, but this far along this year, when so many of these live shows have become a thing in comedy now, how is it difficult now to actually book something like this and make it stand out among that crowd, make this a unique thing out of all these digital shows that are now happening? Oh, I think so. I think this is the best time to create anything you got going on. You know why? Because we're all sitting at home anyways. (laughs) So I think it's... uh, I think I I think it's a great time. I mean, now's the time that we're all it's a second lockdown and um some people are getting cabin fever not knowing what to do. So, I mean, this is new. It's different. It's live broadcasted and you can watch at home. It's great. And it, I guess it's sort of I mean, you guys uh, everybody was aware of what happened what ended up happening with JFL this year, which was they they did that basically. They did a live digital version of the festival. And you can opt into basically different rooms, which is kind of funny where all these comics were sort of performing in real time and you could choose which room you wanted to be in. I guess it's sort of like that in a way. You're inviting an audience into the Rose Theater as if they're there, but it's going to be you guys on stage and a couple of tech people and operators and each other. And that's about it. Yeah, it's uh, that late night kind of welcome to the live show with no one there, <laughs> with no one there, but a bunch of echo laughs. It's uh, it's going to be great though. It's a very supportive environment. I mean, the Rose Theater is doing so much for like 
artists and and people struggling in these challenging times. So I think it's really good. They really are. And actually, Rebecca and Jay, because we haven't gone to you guys yet. What's you know, we were talking earlier on about how different it is, obviously, doing these live stream shows where you're not there in front of the crowd and sort of feeding off that energy. How different of it is it to sort of get into that headspace now where it's like I'm about to perform? Because when you go to a live show, you're at a club, you're at a festival, wherever it is, you're sort of you're you're walking around, running your stuff through your head. You're taking a peek out at the crowd and sort of trying to get a read of the room. You're listening to what the host is saying before you go up. Now it's sort of like you're just at home or wherever you have to be in front of a camera and it's just from zero to a hundred. It's just like now you're live on screen doing this thing. So how do you sort of jump into that headspace? Uh, for me personally, I'm honestly just excited to do anything. So like right now <laughs> I feel like I get excited to go to the grocery store. So it's not really hard for me to get in the headspace because I'm just, I feel like a cat that's just been given a ball of yarn. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> I do. Fair enough. And I mean, Jay, for you, this would also, for a lot of comics, this time of year would typically, and I mean, last year included, this would typically, this is like corporate season. We're going into the holidays. You know, you're doing, you're getting booked to go do clean material in front of company staff (laughs) parties and all this. None of that's there. So has any of that sort of been replaced with like digital content? Listen, I'm going to jump out and say yes, and, and, and most servingly, because serve is saving my life at one stage, and at the second stage, I'm trying to still be that guy that gets the corporates. Uh, I do have a corporate next week, right, the day before the show, that I'm really eager about uh, for the town of Welling, and it's the same thing. we got to get juiced up that zero to 100 for a corporate company. And they're just sitting there looking at you through the screens and you're trying to make them laugh and give that energy. So it's kind of difficult. It's a switch. It's the new normal. But what we have to do is still be creative. As Keisha said, we're writing and um, the same thing. We all have cabin fever, but this is our absolute time to shine. So think of, think of the, I think of it with the rest of my other comedian comrades is, Think of it as it's a camera, like you're really shooting a movie. And that gives us that opportunity to practice in front of a camera and, and actually get a little bit of feedback in terms of, of course, some laughter, or if the, the, the screens are muted, some action laughter that we can see. But we're dying for it. So I think it's a great opportunity. Well, and I think it is going to, we're, let's say covid ends tomorrow or whenever whenever this finally blows over to some degree and live shows do start creeping back and all that i think we are going to find ourselves after all of this with sort of a hybrid version of comedy where all of this stuff that was done for sort of austerity measures like all these live shows that happened and all these digital formats that sprang up i think that's going to just be part of the package from now and i think it's going to be sort of a mix of both because i think a lot of comics will find that They've not only adapted to this stuff during this, but they've some some people have found that they've thrived in it. So they're going to make that sort of a part of what they normally do moving forward and sort of keep that audience, too. I agree. I think it's it's going to be implemented for sure, because, you know, like sometimes people don't want to leave their house and now they have an option of watching from home. It's it. it def- Yeah, I agree, Dean. We might definitely see that in the future, you know. I think so. Like we've been talking and especially early on when all this was first going on, um, like right back at the beginning, we were talking to Angelo Sarukis is one example. And he was like, you know, I'm a road comic and a club comic. I've been doing this for decades and I'm old school. I never was on any of these platforms or streaming or any of that. He's like, but now I'm doing this weekly live show and I love it. And there's all this new audience that I would have never even thought to reach out to before. 
and I never thought I belonged there, but I'm loving this. Like he'll probably still do that after all this. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think, and I was, and actually Jay, you, you made a really good point there. And I was saying before the break, I think a lot of comics after this, really, especially in cities like here in Toronto, a lot of comics after this are going to go out there and just absolutely nail self tapes and auditions after this year. Destroy them. Like for let's be clear here, if I can be honest with you, I think yes, please, yeah. In acting, most of the best of the actors do come from a comedic background, and I think you just given us a set of more arsenal to add to it. But we got to the auditions, we were cracking them up at the auditions, but that was never that wasn't always what they were looking for. Now the dynamic of being able to see our facial expressions with the zooms like we go into the camera and just act but not see how we look now we could see every emotion and we could be able to work on those emotions while we're performing which was never the case before we would just perform and have to go with the criticism of anyone watching going hey you need to add a little more energy now our facial expressions our energies are even bigger and better so we're a bigger arsenal when we get into those those auditions now it's going to be it's going to be hell to pay <laughs> I think so too. And I think even for, for all of you guys as, as standups, I think, you know, you go in front of a room, you go in front of a crowd and there's certain, I don't want to say crutches, but in a way, yeah, because you can go up on stage and you can sort of target somebody in the audience and decide to interact with them. And that all of a sudden you're doing that for 10 minutes and that becomes a whole part of your set that night. Now that element has been taken away for the time being. So you really have to sort of think on your feet and, think okay now i'm just speaking to the void in a way i'm i'm about to perform in front of a screen and i don't have these people here in front of me and i don't sort of have those fallbacks or those tricks up my sleeve and i still have to be on it 100 percent. one thing i'm one thing i mentioned to vince a couple weeks ago on the show is do you do you guys think that there's also like there's very few of these to begin with but you know those we've all seen them in different cities in Canada. We've all seen them over the years, but you know, those hecklers that are like, they're not just drunk people trying to be part of the show. They're like professional hecklers. Like they go out to do that. Do you think they're feeling the sting of this too? Like, do you think they're sitting at home being like, man, I just want to get back in the game. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know people did that for a living and made money. (laughs) 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 I mean, no, absolutely not. I would, I would never. Yeah, they're itching to. They're probably itching to get out and get back to some kind of normality for sure. They're becoming TV hecklers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. TV hecklers. They're like, it's just right That now. wasn't even funny. They're being a pain <laughs> in the butt to the people they live with. They're being those people that are that no one wants to live with. I, I'm sure. Well, that is a, a, like, what are the logistics of this? Just. reaction wise for you guys i mean rebecca we'll go to you how many of these how many of these live streaming shows have you done this whole time like yeah you don't have those people in a room who could like try and dismantle your set and disclaimer for listeners who haven't been to that many comedy shows it's not that common of a thing and usually it is just like a drunk person that's like i'm part of the thing now uh but when you're at home doing a live stream show like this there's nothing there's like emojis popping up i guess that's it right yeah, well, yeah, and you, but you also get uh, you get the trolls in the comments because a lot yeah, of these shows true. have like chats now. So then you get to really read yeah. and really know exactly what they said about you. You can't pretend you didn't hear it. <laughs> I guess that's, that's so true, true because people are people are a lot more 
emboldened when they're at home behind their computer screen too. Absolutely, dude. It's brutal. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's true. The troll heckler. That's funny. The trolling heckler. That's the new that's that's the new wave. That's the new heckler that we've that was born out of all of this. So I wanna sure go I this out. Anyway. <laughs> I wanna go around the room here really quick. Uh, and so obviously, I mean, Keisha putting together stand-up stitches and doing this, I mean, this is, this is a full-blown showcase. This is, this is, this is where we've come from versus where we were way back in March. And we talked to you probably around then, like right at the beginning of all this, when comics were really just trying to figure this out. And there was a lot of like experimental shows and awkward shows that popped up during all this. And now we've come this far where there's actual festivals are going live and there's showcases like this that are live streaming. So we've kind of figured it out. And these are well-polished actual events versus in the very beginning where it was just like, I have to do something. I'm panicking. What are some of the most awkward things that you guys have all done during this? (laughs) And I'll let whoever jump on that one. (laughs) Well, um, I could tell you what I didn't do. I wasn't those people who, I mean, I knew people who learned how to make bread. Uh, that was not me, you know. I just <laughs> I went for nature walks, is what I did, you know. Oh, there you go. Um, if I jump in really quickly, um, those that know me, I've, I've always been putting on my own shows. I unfortunately I'm not with one of the other two major uh, comedy clubs, but I did an outdoor event with a couple of comedians, Trix and John Paul, and we did a three-man show outside on a patio when we were allowed to do 100 people. And uh, Keisha came out and hosted, and we sold out the show in five hours, which means comedy is still very much needed. And even during these times, I think we're laugh doctors. We're needed even more than than usual. So I think it's it's great that what Keisha is doing to still supply the need of comedy for people's thirst. Amen. I agree. And before we go to break, Rebecca, we'll jump over to you because I mean, you know, you, well, first off, you came up in Ottawa and Ottawa is a notorious comedy factory, maybe because it's sort of this like muted bureaucratic town, but it's also a fun <laughs> city. It's, you know, like some of the best of the best have always come out of like Ottawa is a comedy factory for whatever reason. And, you know, you sort of ping pong back and forth between yucks and absolute and People get stage work, and then they come to Toronto. I've watched so many of you guys from Ottawa come to Toronto over the years being like, wait a second, we're doing this for free? <laughs> from a city where people pay to watch comedy. Imagine that. Uh, but for you, I mean, so you're that's that's where you come from. I mean, you're, you're a club comic. So for you, did you have to, like, jump into any, like, awkward formats during this and go, oh, man, is this where it is now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I fought it for a while, to be honest with you. I kind of told myself, I was like, I'm not doing this. I tried one, and I freaking hated it it was absolutely (laughs) terrible oh man i'm awkward and then i don't know man i just got into the vibe of like oh this is kind of more like a podcast like you just have to not expect response and then once i got locked into that it was kind of it's been fine and smooth sailing ever since it's like doing a weed room really oh my god yes dude that's exactly what it is right you do a weed room the people are there they're three feet away from you but they're it's they they're they're comatose they don't know they don't yeah. even they didn't even know that they're there uh but anyway you you made a really good point which is podcast i don't want to get into how that's changed we're going to come back with our full panel here of course from stand-up stitches which by the way happens december 19th at brampton's famous rose theater we'll be right back with more inside joke
Hey, this is Roddy Colmer. And Jay Brody. And you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, if you're just tuning in, we have Keisha Brownie who is bringing us the live stand-up showcase Stand-Up Stitches, December 19th at Brampton's Rose Theatre. And I think this is the most comics we've had on the phone lines at one given time ever. And we've, that wasn't enough. So during the break, we added another one to this Kijiji hookup orgy of a radio show we're doing this week. We have comedian Ernie Vicente on the line now. How are you doing, man? Very good, very good. How are you guys? We're we're good. I mean, it's so it's it's good. We have a full panel. We have everybody, the whole cast of this show, Stand Up Stitches, that's happening December nineteenth. Uh, so before the break, we were kind of getting into all of the weird live stream formats that kind of popped up at the very beginning of all this when COVID first hit and stand up went on pause and everybody was just sort of panicking and figuring out what to do. A lot of yeah. awkward things happened, and we've kind of figured it out uh coming this far along now it's actual like polished festivals are live and showcases are live and there's these there's these shows that are that are really worth streaming into and tuning into and i think 90 percent of that really is owing to the comics themselves in this business it's comics who have figured out their ways around this and and are building this stuff themselves so it's going to be interesting how this all plays out when live shows do come back um back before the break you were talking about how you know you did a few of these lives streaming shows when they were really just sort of figuring it out and the trick to not having it be too soul crushing is <laughs> you had to imagine like yeah like you're on a podcast like you're just doing this thing and putting it out into the ether and you can't, you know that people aren't going to like react to it in real time that's one good point that i want to get into with you guys is i think before covid happened podcasts got kind of oversaturated it was like every comic had to have one like everybody and their dog had a podcast and it was like, it was like, it was, it was like every comic had to do it. It was part of your, it was part of your life as a comic regardless. And I feel like it was so overblown and it kind of got so oversaturated. I, now it seems like we're in this sort of podcast renaissance again because of this year. It seems like people have gone back to that in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I, <laughs> our, uh, I'm sorry. I have a podcast and we like, we like at least doubled our numbers for uh, as soon as the pandemic hit. That's the thing. I think a lot of, again, because before it was sort of like we, we were doing podcasts for like a decade and it stopped being this sort of like new, exciting thing. And then it was just sort of like a requirement. If you were in comedy, you had to plug your podcast and then people got sick of it in a way. Or, But now, yeah, you have a year where everybody's been stuck at home looking for new content. And there's been this whole wave of like new innovative ways to use podcasting that have popped up again and the audience is coming back around for that so i think this is going to be like a revival of that too ernie since we went around the table and asked everybody else what are some of the more awkward shows that you dipped into during this whole time oh man i, I did a bunch of shows like i did a show like in a in a backyard and in a in a parking lot but um <laughs> but yeah they're actually very fun like even though we're not used to performing outdoors as much it was actually really fun I feel like that's one thing about Canadian comics, and maybe there's something about Toronto specifically too, is even before all of this, weird formats were were always just a thing here. I mean, even Comedy Bar always had the festival of new formats, and it was just stuff where people were like, I've never 
done stand-up live in real time in an art gallery before. Let's do that and see how that works. And it doesn't always work. But <laughs> but Canadian comics, that's the beautiful thing I think about Canadian comics is most people, you could you could pitch anything at them and they'll be like, yeah, I'll do how how long, how much time do I get? And that's really all that people care about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we so, just want to be on stage. That's the thing. I think that's, that's, that's why. Way. Yeah, I think that's why everyone in Canadian comedy has been so has been so resilient with this and just sort of rolled with it, is because I think you guys crave the stage time, and but you've also figured out a way how to keep that audience, how to build that audience. Uh, before we go back to break again, uh, once again, and I guess Tisha Brownie, we can get you to fill us in on this. So stand up stitches is December 19th at the Rose Theater Brampton. And again, so how do people tap into this? How do people stream this whole thing? So what they got to do, so you head on over to the Rose Theater website and uh, you just reserve your tickets and then they'll email you a link to watch uh, from home. They'll email you a a Vimeo link so that you can stream it from uh, any device at home. It's that easy. Just, uh, yeah, you just uh, head to Rose Theater website. They got all the information there. All right, perfect. Stand Up Stitches is December 19th, streaming live from Brampton's Famous Rose Theater. And we'll come back with our panel and wrap it up with these guys. We'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is not Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you social distance more clearly. It is Stand Up Stitches, December 19th at the Rose Theatre, Brampton. You can't go there in person because there's a, there's a mild pandemic going on right now. I don't know if you knew, uh, but you can stream this show live from home. And all of these comics will be performing live on that stage. We'll roll call it again. We have Keisha Brownie, who, of course, is putting on this whole showcase, put this whole thing together. We have Ernie Vicente on the line. We have comedian Rebecca Reeds on the line. We have Jay Martin on the line. Uh, and we were, you know, we've been talking this whole show, and of course, Ernie more recently joined us. We were talking this whole episode about what are some of the weird formats that have popped up during this, and how we've gone from awkward and terrifying live stream shows to the entire comedy industry really melding into this and going along with this the festival the festivals are doing it the independent bookers are doing it everything's going live streaming uh we'll go around real quick where do you guys where do you guys all sort of see this see stand-up looking like next year do you think this is going to be like a mix of both and i'll let anyone field that one anyone at all including ernie who just joined us (laughs) do you think ernie i mean because you're 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 a very like knowing you as a comic and just as a person you're a very typical comedy grinder you're out there literally every single night stage time running all over the city hitting a club stage hitting like a little show in the back of a bar you're all over the place doing everything you're constantly working at it do you think yeah. next year let's say all of this lifts tomorrow and they say covid is fixed now <laughs> do you think we're going to have some mix of 
live shows again, but do you think we're also going to hang on to some of these streaming shows that we've been doing? Oh yeah, for sure a mix because I think uh, I think a lot of people are still going to be skeptical, like skeptical, skeptical about like coming back like into like venues and stuff. So I think people are still going to adapt to like Zoom shows and like online stuff. And and then some people actually do want the live entertainment. So I think there'll still be live shows next year for sure. I think it's true. I think uh, there's going to be like this double-edged sword of people going, "Oh my God, I've been pent up at home for." 10 months i need to go out and socialize again and watch live comedy and do yeah. something again and you're right there are also going to be those people who are like i'm good the world is a scary place and i'm yeah. done <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, all right before we wrap it up because we have such a big panel we'll just sort of go around and recap for our listeners uh where can everybody find you and i know a lot of comics have been putting out podcasts and putting out new material and putting out digital content so where people can find you uh keisha brownie where can people find you online uh you guys could follow me on instagram and that's at keisha brownie and uh you can check out my website gotbrownie.com i also just released a little christmas jingle with uh some other talented singer musical artists in the city and that's on any uh live stream or spotify i don't know what the young kids do anyway i said <laughs> has me rapping now i don't know but uh yeah um, i'm always on um instagram they could check me out there beautiful there we go and ernie vicente we'll go to you where can people find your stuff uh yeah on instagram or twitter at ernie vicente and i also started a new podcast <laughs> because of the lockdown it's called uh, the bff episodes there we go beautiful we have some good new ones that have come out these last few months for sure speaking of new podcasts rebecca reads where can we find you uh you can follow me at rebecca reads on you know any of the social medias and uh i've got a podcast called the villain was right where we argue the villain the villain's points of view uh yeah, you can check that out on anything of your choosing that's what i love about podcasts by the way is you can go so niche with it and there's an audience for it like you can literally dissect any topic that you want and you find an audience for it i think it's the only thing in the world where you can do that that's what i love uh and of course the one and only jay martin where can people find your stuff my friend ah good jay martin my website jmartinent.com you can get our clothing and uh, what's going on next and of course on instagram jay martin comic facebook jay martin just google jay martin and you'll find me <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Nice. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I mean, that's, again, that's the most callers we've had on all at once this entire season during COVID. But we're so glad that, you know, it's been a weird year. Obviously, the comedy doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like, but this is a perfect example of comics rolling with it and, and not just sort of having to do emergency measures, but actually creating new things because of this and actually like changing the way the comedy business works and audience reaction works so bravo to all of you of course for the for our listeners at home don't miss stand-up stitches it is streaming live from brampton's rose theater on december 19th so make sure you check that out and see all four of these comics that is our panel thank you all so much i can't wait till we can get you guys in studio again and live uh -huh. stages are a thing again but until then just thank you for keep doing what you're doing and most importantly you guys stay safe right yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Stay safe. Go out there, crush it, December 19th. Thank you all so much for joining us. To our listeners at home, that is our show. But don't forget, you can find all of our episodes from Season 5 right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. 
and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. For this week's Comedy Rx, it features the act of stand-up stitches by Kate Davis. So differently nowadays, and I, I find it so intriguing because we, we want that most stable, that fastest, that newest connection. We want each other's statuses. We want the updates immediately. We want to know what each other's doing, where you are, what you're eating. Send me a picture. You know what I mean? We want all that. We want to be connected. There are 200 million tweets a day. Yeah, and if that doesn't relate to you, that would be the entire Harry Potter series being published every 19 seconds. Yeah, if you wanted to uh, print a one day of tweeting, that would be 1.4 million pages that you would have to read through. That is how much we are connecting nowadays. And it's truly amazing, because then I'm thinking, well, Maybe our connectivity is emulating something that we all feel, that we all want to be connected on some level, right? And But our connectivity has changed us to now we don't look at each other. I don't want to go see the guy at the check-in. I don't want to go up to a bank teller. That's weird. I'm going to have to talk to a person. Can't I just tweet them from across the room? Right? It just, it just amazes me. And I get it. My husband is totally addicted, addicted to his Blackberry. He's always on his Blackberry text message and all his friends. Even if we're out for a nice romantic dinner, he has it under the table. Pisses me off. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I'm like, your chin is glowing blue. And you know, and then I reminded him. I'm like, you know what? There's a one letter difference between wireless and wifeless. 